go. Welcome into the Hatcher Report. I am your host, Sheila Smoot, with Senator Kurt Hatcher. He's going to be updating you on all things about the district. How you doing today, Senator Hatcher? I am well. I am blessed and highly favored. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Now, you went into the Alabama state session as a state representative. You came out as a state senator. Like, (laughs) how does that happen? (laughs) Just got elected by the folks. Yeah. That's that's one of those unique things, and and you know I was just thinking about uh, Tyler Tribbett when he's saying if he did it before. I thought about what the elders used to say, Sheila. They would say, you know, we we've already been through what we've come to, mm-hmm. and 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 this is just another of those challenging moments in in the life of our country uh, where we will have to do forth and put forth rather the best of who we are and and what we can do. Um, so it's been unique uh, and a high <laughs> honor, obviously, uh, to not only serve our, our people here at Montgomery and House District 78, which uh, incidentally encompasses uh, the vast majority of Senate District 26. Mm. So I am uh, I'm doubly uh, pleased and, and humbled uh, to have an opportunity to, to represent our folks. And you are doing that. So now as the state senator, what does that mean for the district? You you came out of a House seat, you're in the Senate, and then you, again, just wrapped up the Alabama legislative session. So for the from the Senate side, explain to your uh, uh, listeners here uh, what that means from the Senate side. Can you impact them more, less, or well, is it more work? Well, I think... I- well, I think there is a there is a qualitative difference mm-hmm. uh, uh, on on a couple of levels, including uh, procedurally. But I do think the um, having a knowledge of the movement in the legislative body, period, whether in you know whether or not that's in the House or Senate, uh, is is really very very important, and especially in the Senate body, uh, where we represent seventy five percent or more of the city of Montgomery. Uh, so. The only, the only other elected office in the city with more uh, constituent base is the mayor's office. Right. Uh, and I do, you know, a part of what we uh, have sought to do is to, is to not only address uh, the concerns that we have here in the city, but also recognizing that, from the, you know, from the Senate standpoint, there are only 35 of us, and so we find ourselves uh, addressing uh, the needs for the state uh, as well. You know that's that's happening simultaneously. So it's been it's been an interesting uh, mm-hmm. few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. <laughs> because I bet. Uh, some of some of the things I saw in the house uh, at the beginning of the session are things that I was able to come back and revisit uh, in the Senate body. Uh, you know, as a matter of uh, those things being brought to the Senate for concurrence, or whether or not they were things that you know obviously had to flow back through the Senate and then go back to the House uh, for their approval. So it's been, uh, it's been that kind of thing. And so I think, but my biggest concern, I think, throughout the session, both in the House and Senate, is I really do uh, want desperately for our friends across the aisle to cease legislating against things you don't like. Right. Cease legislating against things you don't like, the fears and the prejudice mm-hmm. and these things, because... I do think these are good people who have committed themselves to public service 
And I think, unfortunately, uh, sometimes uh, people have to be reminded, um, you know, that, you know, this is courage. Right. You need, to, you need to showcase a little more courage so that we can do what's best for our people, because I still stand by the principle, Sheila, that we can do better and that we have to do better uh, as a city and as a state. And that's for all people. That impacts all people, right? Yes, yes, yes. Yes. And the time is now, mm-hmm. you know, because, of course, obviously, you know, we went into the session with a lot of apprehension, certainly associated with the COVID crisis. We are currently still uh, we're still uh, right. a part of very much so, hopefully emerging out of it. Um, but, you know, there is a lot that I think, uh, you know, things that things that do not make the quality of life better, mm-hmm. in my view. Right. Um, you know, is, is where we really should be focused. And unfortunately, I had to say far too often, um, both in the House and Senate this session, that we are, based on the legisl- legislation I was seeing, that's so reactionary nationally that mm-hmm. we adopted here in the, in the state of Alabama, um, as well as that this is legislation that were, that were solutions in search of problems. Right. And yet we have all of these problems out here that mm-hmm. need our attention and, uh, you know, it is, uh, that part has been frustrating, but, you know, I'm grateful for the experience that I've been mm-hmm. able to gain in a very short span of time, and I look forward to being even more effective uh, uh, in the next, uh, you know, sessions throughout this quadrennial, and uh, hopefully, uh, you know, God willing, you know, run for re-election and, 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 and do it all over again. Do it all but, over again. <laughs> all uh, better. Yes, and and I want to go into the whole thing about the difference of the of the bodies of government uh, going from the House to the Senate. Uh, were you were you? Can you talk to us about what the stalls were uh, in regard to lottery and where the stall was in regard to all the other matters? And and what is what do you think the problem is? getting the other folks to understand that yeah they may be out of rural alabama and and they may have a level of control but you are in the heart of montgomery and you do need this help so what type of legis i know a lot of stuff died in the legislature that i thought would uh pass i I thought they were going to get some kind of resolve on the lottery number one i think i think the politics associated with the lottery and gaming bill uh clearly defeated it Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that was a lot, and whenever things become uh, so convoluted and so com- complicated that right. you know that it, you can barely even have a conversation about it, uh, that's a real setup, obviously, for failure. Mm-hmm. And uh, the thinking is that there were players um, in many instances at the table. Uh, let me just cut it, cut to the chase and say people were being incredibly disingenuous and right. and not truthful. Right. I think people who were Saying that they were committed uh, to, you know, voting on 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 the bill, uh, certainly in this early earlier days, reneged on that, and it could be that they did so because they were really listening to their constituents. Mm-hmm. Um, the vast majority of folks, uh, it seems, and I don't know the polling data on this. I should, mm-hmm. but it seems that the vast majority of folks definitely wanted a lottery. Um, they at least want the right of, to vote on it. Exactly. At exactly. least that. And thank you for that. That is the, that is the most serious part of it mm-hmm. because, you know, you might recall when I was doing the school funding bill, my my uh, my thing about that was at least get it to the ballot, right? For the people to decide, right? 
Um, and so people really wanted to be able to have a voice in whether or not we would have a lottery. Well, well we should, because every state surrounding Alabama every state. has a lottery. Uh, and our folks are pouring into these states and, and uh, participating, which means we are losing significant amounts of dollars to other states as right. they go about the process of improving their education in their state. Um, so we couldn't afford uh, to lose the resources. This is one of the first times that the governor uh, seemed to have t- went on record as having a desire to have mm-hmm. serious talks around Medicaid expansion. Right. Medicaid. As a result mm-hmm. of some of the proceeds that might be coming from mm-hmm. the lottery. I was able to share with uh, Senator Marsh an amendment, a friendly amendment to mm-hmm. the original bill, uh, seeking to have at least 30 to 40% set aside for K through 12. Wow, that's um, huge. And and the remaining uh, remainder of that being uh, for uh, post-secondary education. Mm-hmm. So I just think, you know, and I think in some of these instances, we may, uh, even from our side of the aisle, we have cut our nose off to spite our faces mm-hmm. uh, around a whole host of issues that I don't think most people understood. Right. So it was just incredibly, uh, it, it became the bill to nowhere. And we spent more uh, days, uh, debating issues, one issue in some instances, well into the night, midnight, mm-hmm. uh, only to accomplish really nothing. So uh, that that has been incredibly frustrating. Um, and and even more so, Sheila, when you get to the last day of session and the bills that you get, uh, bills that curb, uh, the curbside, vote, curbside voting, uh, to do things to, uh, to disrupt that, uh, you know, dealing with, uh, you know, issues mm-hmm. associated with uh, trans athletes and all the things associated with things that, for the most part, means you're legislating against things you simply don't like right. or things you fear. Exactly, yeah. And, and, and I just, I wish uh, my Republican friends across the aisle would stop doing that. That is, that is, that is, uh, that is absolutely counter to our desire to be uh, an innovative state. And we had some legislation dealing with innovation i'm thinking my god do you even understand what the word means i know it's a very no. sad actually and the the whole thing is the rest of the country is blowing blowing us out and that is why you have such poverty and such poorness and because yeah. there's no money to operate and, and like you things have changed and how do you get this body this other body of governance to understand things have changed and people are not going to wait. They'll just go to another state. These major companies are going elsewhere because of the Alabama political structure. Well, you know, uh, uh, Brother Dale Hughley, I think on his recent show, was uh-huh. talking about the fact that if you're at a point where, you know, certainly from a governmental uh, standpoint, those of us you know, who are lawmakers, where you can't solve problems, mm-hmm. where you've come to the point where, not because you can't, but you're, you, you really are refusing to solve problems and issues for the sake of, you know, that, you know, you're dealing with all these other things that I keep saying over and over again, that you're legislating against stuff that you, you know, you don't like, mm-hmm. or that you fear, or you're prejudiced against something. Right. The idea is that you're never going to get to the point where you're going to deal with things like infrastructure, mm-hmm. where you're going to deal with the pieces associated with how we go about uh, health care for people. Uh, in our state, prison reform, which is still on the back burner. Mm-hmm. So all these major issues that we know are issues, 
significant issues that we need to be uh, uh, addressing and we are, as a body, supposed to address are left on the back burner because we continue to deal with these small-minded things that for the most part are creating so many challenges for, uh, for our people here in the state of Alabama. And, and so my hope is, is somehow, and I don't, know, I don't know how this comes together, Sheila. I, I'm, I'm hopeful, I'm prayerful about a whole lot. Um, but what I do know is that when you have policies and you put together policies that I think are propelled uh, by the twin forces of arrogance and ignorance, you're not going to go very far. Right. You're just not. You're just not. You're just not. Because and, you've and got to have the people. you got to have the people. And the people just want to vote. And then you know what? Yeah. You spoke of that. And let me just give you a couple of facts here. The Mississippi lottery uh, sold its first ticket two years ago. So now, of course, there uh, are only five non-lottery states remaining. That's right. And those five states are, of course, Nevada, Utah, Hawaii, and uh, Alaska. Now, Nevada has their own gaming sources. They don't want a lottery because they've already got gaming, casinos. So that's right, their niche. Right. Utah is very Mormon, and so they don't even want you to have certain items on the table like uh, coffee or tea or things. They've got their own culture, so that's different. Hawaii and Alaska. Have that, you know, Hawaii is a tourism mecca, you know, so they've got their own thing, and, and, and Alaska's there. But Alabama is bordered by Florida. Now Mississippi, now Tennessee, and Georgia lotteries, and playing Mega Millions and 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 and, and, and all of those Powerballs. I grew up in a lottery state in Michigan since 1971. They put the lottery in, and I'm here to tell mm-hmm. you, Senator Hatcher, I never ever saw a raggedy, and I'm going to use the word raggedy bus, at my uh, predominantly black high school, junior high, mm-hmm. elementary school. I never, all my uniforms were paid for, my band instruments. We got new instruments. We had everything. I never knew our school system was poor because it wasn't because we thrived off the Michigan lottery. And it allowed me to not have any student debt when I graduated from Michigan State University wow. because wow. of the Michigan lottery. And I can yep. tell you how many times I played it because I don't play the lottery like that. Um, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I I am a benefactor of, of a lottery state, and I thank God for it because I know my parents couldn't have afforded to send me to college um, be, because of it. So I go back to what you were saying, and then there's this whole thing with the Medicaid. People are sick, but the monies yeah. are coming in. So how, as a senator uh, from your district, from the heart of Montgomery, um, what is it that you think should happen at this point? Because, again, the people just want to vote. They may vote it down. But you don't know if it's not on the ballot. Well, you know, we have to keep bringing it back. We have to keep we have okay. to keep pushing. We have to keep voicing. We have to continue to be in the media. Because when you are, uh, in my case, and certainly Democrats uh, in, in the state house, when you are a, a part of the super mon- minority, uh, you know, literally your vote is not even needed in order for them to pass anything. So it's, 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 it's just very important uh, to be like to, to let the people know as we're doing now what's happening mm-hmm. uh, so that the you know at the end of the day we are a government for the people and by the people right. and I do think that at some point uh, people get to a point where they decide you know what this is this is enough um, I was so delighted to see uh, the countless numbers of protesters out in front of the state house throughout the session uh, because of these hot button issues uh, cultural, issues, culturally dividing issues Mm -hmm. uh, that were a part of the agenda throughout this session. I don't think we had 
about one, maybe 10-minute calendar throughout the entire session. Mm-hmm. All these were special session calendars. Um, uh, so I think a part of it, you know, is to make people aware uh, as clearly uh, as possible about what's on at stake and to do everything we can to be ready uh, when the moment comes to, you know, to, to stand in the well there at the lectern and, 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 and speak on behalf of the people and what the people desire and need. Wow. Um, I, I recognize, you know, the weight of the position uh, that I hold. And I thank God that I believe that God has equipped me to respond to that uh, in, in a way that's clear and direct and to help me to engage in activity uh, that accomplishes something of substance and not simply standing there to simply hear myself speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, but building the kind of relationships that will hopefully uh, help us to to do better, because I still stand by that. We can do better. We have to. Mm-hmm. We have to. There are several pieces of legislation that I did not get uh, past this uh, this past session. One, of course, that was so important to me was a student athlete right. uh, bill, which was started for me in the in the House. Uh, it started as House Bill eighty two uh, back in twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that Fair Pay to Play Act, um, you know, became House Bill 150. Uh, and, and when I got to the Senate, I refiled again. And it was never heard. Wow. Never even made it to a committee wow. for a uh, second reading. Um, but a bill that came up uh, all of a sudden from no place. From nowhere. House Bill 404. Mm-hmm. Uh, literally out of nowhere, as far as I'm concerned. That was really the push on the part of the uh, the main lobbyist for the University of Alabama, uh, who made sure that the bill came up. Now, look, I don't have a problem with the fact that he had the influence to be mm-hmm. able to make sure the bill was heard right. uh, before one of our committees. My problem with him is the problem that he made sure my bill was not heard. Yeah, and that's just not right. And you, 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 no. and the bulk of the athletes that are. Uh, and not all uh, athletes are uh, black, of course, but the bulk of some of these athletes who are these stars, these mega stars, can't get anything. And some of them come in with nothing. And you had already had the in on that, for this state at least, as they've been oh, talking about this nationally. At but least the, for the last yeah, two years. At, at least. least the, and, 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 and everybody knew the, it. <laughs> and had an amazing committee that I pulled together Yes, um, of, of individuals who yes. uh, from around, this, around mm-hmm. the country mm-hmm. uh, who were very, very engaged. Mm-hmm. Uh, who name brand uh, individuals, so to speak, who knew uh, what they were talking about. Two of these guys on that committee had, uh, were all-star players at the University of Alabama mm-hmm. uh, and, and who represent uh, leadership uh, at not only Notre Dame but USC, mm-hmm. um, all of whom were committed to this, as, just as I was, to put together smart, thoughtful legislation. I still think, you know, whether my name was attached to it or not, it was really good legislation that would help uh, move us forward in this in this state. Um, I do lament the fact that it was not heard, and I even more so, even more so I lament the fact that it was not heard uh, intentionally, that that was a certain amount of intentionality that went into making sure it wasn't heard. Look, God didn't have a problem so much with David uh, for, uh, for, for caring about, you know, and having, uh, certainly in terms of uh, Old Testament, uh, word uh, around his love for women. Mm-hmm. He he didn't have an issue. He didn't like the way he did what he did right. uh, to Bathsheba's husband. Right. You literally put him on that front line to have him killed. Uh, 
And, and of wow. course, obviously, you know how that played out. But, you know, a lot of traumatic things happened as a result of that level of disappointment that God had in David. So I think, you know, you know when you, you use your influence, that's the point. Mm-hmm. When you use the influence that you have as a way of damaging someone else, who, and, it, and it's not even been provoked, that is, I think, when you are incredibly displeasing to God. Right. Um, so again, I say, you know, Sister Sheila, we can do better. And we can do better. And it is political there. Boy, 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 boy. And you did you did carry that uh, student-athlete legislation, and everybody uh, knew it. Um, will you be bringing that back up, or do we have to live under uh, this current bill that they pushed through? Well, you know, the good thing is, uh, my friend, Representative South, uh, we were able to come to uh, some agreement around, I think, some very important issues that were in his legislation um, that allows us to move forward uh, thoughtfully. And again, this is a very fluid situation, as I said on the floor. Um, it's very fluid. Uh, there's going to be some coming back and forth around this because, of course, uh, Congress now, um, you know, has been dealing with this issue right. with the NCAA. So, uh, so there will be some movement there. But we certainly uh, stu- you know, had a chance as a championship state uh, with our football team to be able to have some really innovative, thoughtful legislation going forward. Now, that is not to say uh, that I think the legislation put forth uh, was was not in and of itself uh, reasonably thoughtful. Uh, it's just that it, it, it we, we could have done better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, but I'm I'm committed to working with our folks uh, when it makes sense. <laughs> when it makes sense, I'm certainly going to always work. Uh, towards addressing the permanent interest that will impact our community positively. All right. Senator Hatcher, yep. you're you're listening to the Hatcher Report. I'm your host, Sheila Smoot. Welcome in as we wrap up uh, this half hour. I, I do want to ask you, now that the legislation uh, legislative session is over, where do you go from here? And shout out to you and the Kurt Hatcher Day of Resurrection. Boy, I bet that was exciting. But uh, <laughs> where do we go from here? I, th- I saw you over there, and I'm thinking, wow, this is really good, Senator Hatcher. What What's next as the legislative session? Uh, we got a few more minutes to, to talk about that. What What's the plan for the summer? Well, you know, we, we, the one thing that we want to be able to do, again, I come back always to the quality of life in our community and doing everything we can to impact that positively. And there are a series of, think, of events, programs citywide. Uh, I think the mayor has done, uh, in my view, uh, an incredible job mm, in such a short span of time, mm-hmm. having been ushered into an office um, in, in the immediate uh, 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 commencement of uh, COVID-19 crisis and still keeping things on track. I, I really do commend him for that. And we do tend to work very closely in helping to do what we can uh, to, to impact our community. Um, so I'm looking at, you know, what will happen with some of our programs here, um, especially with our young people. Uh, as you know, I direct our Head Start program, right. and so we got our summer yes. session starting June mm-hmm. 7th, uh, summer learning enrichment program. Um, and every chance we have to mold, at, you know, thoughtfully our young people into young leaders, um, we're taking that chance to do that. Every chance we have to understand the politics, to understand how it works, and to use it for the greater good. Uh, because as an old friend, a mutual friend of ours often saying, he would say, and still says, you know, politics is noble. 
Right. But it's politics. <laughs> politics. <laughs> it's the politics. <laughs> yep. That is the problem. That is the problem. Uh, Senator uh, Kurt Hatcher, uh, folks, if you just joined us, it is Senator Kurt Hatcher we are talking to, and he is going to be updating you monthly on all things in the district with the Hatcher Report. I am your host, Sheila Smoot, and uh, certainly uh, just a shout out to you, uh, Senator. You have done a yeoman's job coming in from one body of government to the next body of government. It just was all such a whirlwind, but you got to give it up for the voters who put you there because they had to vote yeah. for you how many times <laughs> oh my god oh my god it's you know <laughs> and, and unfortunately here in here in montgomery county uh-huh. Sheila, we have an election every month straight until september mm. every month wow well so, you, you gotta so come in your voters they're coming out mm-hmm. city council races and all kinds of things they are they're coming out and i want to commend them and i want to uh it's amazing because i'm a part of that group who's doing the voting a lot too so mm-hmm. I, I commend them and keep doing it and let's please get involved and vote. It makes a difference. It really makes a difference. It does make a difference, folks. I'm here to tell you. Well, thank you so much, Senator Hatcher, for that update. We really certainly appreciate you. It's always thank a you. pleasure talking to you. No, thank you for, again, you've done such a great job. So, Senator, how do they get in touch with you? Can they just call your office at the State House? Uh, one of the best ways to contact me would be through uh, my Senate office. Uh, my assistant there is Ms. Sean Poole, who will be sure that all information uh, gets to me. Sean, um, her number, at least in terms of reaching the office, that's 334-261-0837. Folks, thank you so much for uh, joining us. I'm your host, Sheila Smoot, and this is the Hatcher Report. Go get your blessing.